Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast or a Shingeki no Kyojin podcast. I'm your host, Chaz. Howdy doody, my name's Ronnie. And uh, we got a good one for you today. We've got a good one for you today. Yeah, um, we're going back a little westerny, little western style action. Yeah. We um, sure are. Season 3, Episode 2, Pain, or Episode 39, if you're doing it that way. Um, hope yeah, everyone's you think doing well. I, hope, I do too. I hope everyone's doing you know, well. Um, crazy times. and We're in a pandemic. Well, yeah, that bitch Corey V's really got the world by the balls, and you know we just keep taking it a day at a time. And... Uh, Nothing like some good old Attack on Titan to keep your mind off of it. Or Shingeki no Kyojin. So, uh, what did you think about this episode, Ronnie? I thought it was a uh, a good one. You know, we're we're churning these out so much they all start running together. So, honestly, we need to just get into it so I can remember exactly what we got going on here. So you have no idea what we're. This is the one where uh, Bert turns into the Colossal Titan. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly where we're at. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. That day. Okay, let's get into it. So, we start off at last episode, we see our boy Kenny, well, he's my boy, because I already like this guy, okay? A cool hat. We he's established that really quickly. Cool hat, and I just like the way he talks. He, um, he blew out Nima's brains, R.I.P. Yeah, I thought she was going to be a huge character. She had very pretty hair. Um, not anymore. But, I miss her. But yeah, he blew out her brains, uh, Levi... He does a little spinny technique in the air, and Levi yells Kenny at the top of his lungs. Awesome Kenny scream, by the way. And we didn't even mention this last episode. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the first time the episode, what they had for the episode was so long that they had to do post-credits during action scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think it was the first time they did that. The entire fighting sequence was going on as they were, you know, dropping all those names that I could definitely read. So, yeah, so we start right off there. Um, Levi yells Kenny. He throws a sword at him. Kenny blocks it. And then we start to get into some of the best animation in the entire show, in my opinion. That's what I said. This Attack on Titan, you know, it's coming in strong with season three. This has got to be the best action scene yeah. thus far. Especially with Levi. Anytime Levi's in it, you know it's going to be good. Well, you, you know Levi because he's got all the smooth moves. He's pulling... All the, you know, he's got the bag of tricks and he's using all of them. There's so many, I can't even, we can't even touch on all of them. We'll see what we talk about. There's so many cool things that he does. Yeah, so he does, he runs off the ceiling or whatever, jumps down, he starts to fly off. And then they just, it goes straight into the beautiful Red Swan uh, intro opening. Just awesome, by the way. Yes. Let me just talk about how good, again, this intro is. Go ahead and tell tell everyone about the Red Swan opening intro because everyone knows that as of course the Red Swan opening well, intro. What else you know would you what? know? About? We'll, we'll talk about this during this. Since we're on this subject, actually, this makes no sense. But I wanted to ask mm-hmm. uh, our fellow listeners how. Well, I, just our listener. We don't listen to the podcast. That would be. I mean, I listen to it when we're editing. It's just the listeners. Well, yeah, I have no idea what, what I even sound like. I've never listened to a single second of this uh, show. Well, it's just you said fellow listeners, and you know we're not technically a fellow listener because we're the ones talking. But do you listen to yourself while you talk? Gotcha, bud. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, I'm just going to unplug my microphone. I'm going to go home. We'll see you guys. Uh, <laughs> see you guys next episode. Anyways, I wanted to ask our listeners how I could read the manga, where I could read it at. Even if I have to pay, whatever, I'm, I'm fine to read it. I'm not going to read past the end of season three. I just want to actually, my main focus is to read season three, part one, because there's a lot of political stuff going on and I'd like to like really dive into it. You're just so. really taking responsibility as being an informed podcaster. Yes. So you just want, you know, our resident manga readers, the, you know, the Parises, the Raphaels, the Catherines of the world to let you know where you might be able to find these online so you can just... Yes. So just shoot us an email. You know where to email us at. Yeah. We don't even have to say it anymore. I'll say it though, the podcast chronicles at gmail.com because you know, we've got our, our staples, the ones who are in the inbox day in, day out. They're the real ones. We we're basically you know, you're like a fallen angel. We're, uh, I think we're all going to plan soon to just meet up somewhere. I think the median distance for everyone is just so happens to be like... In the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? It's uh, in the middle of Kansas. So okay. not a whole lot to do there, but we're all going to meet up there, and we're just going to have a great time. You know, if you're not sending feedback, first of all, I don't blame you. I can't think of one time in a podcast I've listened to where I've sent feedback. But we're just a small little community here. You gotta yeah. let us know that you're out there. And let us know if we suck, let us know we suck. We're still waiting on that. Yeah. We've said that from day one. Alright, so let's just hop right into this. Yeah, let's get into the second minute of the episode. <laughs> Alright, so we then go, um and we see Aaron and Historia. They're riding off in a wagon. Um, as we know, they were they had a decoy for them and Turns out that Levi and company actually got fooled by having a decoy. So, as they're riding off, um, some McKinney squad comes flying in and shoots tranquilizers at both of them. Love a good dart gun. Yeah. Gets Aaron right in the neck. Oh, yeah. Oh. And that guy, he could have transformed if he just had like a minute left. What's your best dart gun sound? Ooh, pretty good, pretty good. I think yours is a little bit better, but it's okay. Okay, I like my, I liked yours. <laughs> so Aaron gets tranquilized. So does Historia. They're just passed out on the wagon now, and Levi starts chasing after the people that just did that. He witnesses it, um, and that's when Kenny comes swooping in to see Levi, and that's when we get all the badass scenes. So cool. I mean, the next two minutes. Yeah, um, I mean Levi is just going ape shit right here. Like he is just. The quick turns, the spins, yeah. the times where he stops his momentum by going one way and like shoots his ODM into the ground and just completely changes direction is awesome. Yeah, that that scene where he saw Kenny above him about mm-hmm. to shoot him and he dug he like kinda dug his feet in the ground, yeah. shot his grapple and oh it's just so cool. I mean to me this is so obviously the coolest action scene that what would you what comes to mind as second best? Action wise, probably um, if we're going probably like Levi versus the female Titan, the, the spinning yeah. techniques, or maybe even Aaron versus uh, Reiner, I don't know. Yeah, Mikasa has obviously her plays, but none yeah. of them, she, she hasn't got to be in action this long. Hers are usually, you know, taking care of business pretty quick with a good move or two. The combos here are just... The combos here are just disgusting. Levi's charts. Levi is the shit. He's ultimate waifu. Um... 
Yeah, and then that's when Levi does all this, all this swinging, all the spinning, and then he shoots himself into a bar, just a local bar. And one more thing about Levi's moves, may I say? Well, actually, go go ahead. I'll get to that in a second. We'll get to, okay. So yeah, he grapples into a bar, and everybody's just sitting there eating. Like, what the fuck just happened? So uh, he hops behind the bar. You know, he's he's with the bar owner or whatever, and that's when <laughs> boy Kenny comes prancing in like he is just straight off an 1800s western movie. When did I turn on gun smoke? (laughs) Hey, did I walk into my grandparents' house and my grandma was watching gun smoke? (laughs) I love Kenny's, oi, 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 Levi. I just love that. It's just awesome to me. And You know, Levi asks Kenny why he's with the military police now. He's like, what are you even doing now? I mean, what's the point of all this? And... Kenny just keeps ripping Levi for his height. That's what he just loves just, to do. God. He just calls him a runt, all that shit. And uh, he can't believe that all those tricks that he taught him when he was younger would actually be working like this, is what he says. Levi must think everyone is so uncreative at this point. He, he must be so unfazed by the short jokes at this point. He's yeah. like, yeah, uh, insert short joke here. Does anyone else want to talk about anything other than that? Yeah, he's kind of, he reminds me of you in real life, how many people make uh, short jokes about you. Yeah, it's and I really just similar. didn't even hurt my feelings yeah. at all. He, he reminds me of myself when he's doing all the cool tricks, when yeah. he's getting shitted on for his height. Kind of reminds me of you. Doesn't even bother me. <laughs> so, Levi, or Kenny then set, tells Levi that he pretty much knows why he joined the Scouts. Um, he says they while they lived underground... Um, and then they figured out how big the world actually is. I bet it hurt like hell, is what Kenny says. Um, the only thing that made our lives fulfilling was hobbies. So, Kenny and Levi always have a deep backstory, or at least somewhat deep. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they... From, from a long time ago. Right. It's not something that's been, you know, just a couple years back. This is a long time ago. And Levi uses a glass bottle from behind the bar to spot Kenny's exact location. Yeah. And uh, that's when he just pulls out a shoddy from behind his head and fires the trigger and hits Kenny. Well, Kenny pulls a chair to his chest but hits him direct on. Mm -hmm. Just another badass Levi moment. I'm sorry. I I missed this part. I kind of skipped over this part too. Oh, I've got it. The whole sequence is. It's incredible. He takes the gun slings it over his head backwards, shoots, that, you know, gets Kenny out of the saloon. Okay. I don't think it's a saloon. I think it's just a bar, but the way Kenny walked in, it became a saloon in that point in time. Yeah. He throws a chair out the window, making everyone's attention go to that. Then he shoots out the front door, turns his hips, ODM's grappling hook right into a guy's throat. That was just so awesome. Takes that guy as they keep shooting at him, using this guy to block the bullets. Ugh. I mean, this is what I was going to say earlier. This shows exactly how extensive Levi's history is. These aren't just moves that you get from the most veteran scout. This is someone who grew up in the streets. Yes, this is street This is right street here. ball right here. Oh. And I, I love, too, when he uses the guy as a meat shield and the guy's just getting blasted. Yeah. As soon as he throws him down, he knows exactly how many rounds they have in their guns. So as soon as they run out, he throws them down, grapples over, and just slices their throats. Yeah, there would be no need for these moves in just the scouts. So this is just his 
his long history of whatever he had going on down in the underground city, and it's yep. awesome. <laughs> we go back to Kenny on the ground, you know, right outside the saloon or whatever, and he's actually still alive. He had a chair block at the, you know, the shotgun blast at the last second, and uh, he basically just admits that Levi's a badass, and that's when the Levi squad starts heading over, you know, hearing gunshots and stuff, and they just see Levi absolutely murk a guy, <laughs> just slaughter this They're dude. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Um, he tells them to go after the wagon. Um, he's telling them, don't blink, you know, you got to kill people or they're going to kill you. Yes. And everyone, you know, Armin, John, they just essentially shit their pants while, while Mikasa on the other hand is just like, finally. Yeah. (laughs) I've been waiting this for a long time. Mikasa's like, oh, they're going after Aaron. I'll kill everyone. Yeah. Including you, Levi. (laughs) And that's when... They go after the wagon. Jean and Armin get on it. And Jean, you could tell before Jean even went to the wagon, you could tell he was having a very tough time with this. He was just like, oh, another one just died. Like, he did not, he was not in business for killing humans or seeing humans die. But, you know, they hop on the wagon. He has a chance to kill a girl. And he hesitates. She hits his sword away, and you hear a gunshot. She's got a gun in her hand, and you just hear a gunshot. Fade to black. Yeah, you Fades hate to away. see it from John, from Jean, but at the same time, you got to understand it. This is not what he signed up for, and I thought they did a really good job portraying, like, we saw Levi. We knew how intense the situation was. They didn't, and things went from zero to a hundred real quick. Exactly. They didn't see Nefa or whatever her name. They yeah. didn't get to see her uh, brains blown out of her head but levi did so then we go to the calling card and it's uh anti-personal omni gear omnidirectional gear this device was developed not to kill titans but directly counter odm gear for use in fighting humans um it's great use in cities and forests and then it talks about a little bit about the the guns that they're holding in these devices and it's six shots with two magazines so, basically, these uh, ODM gear devices that Kenny and his squad have were directly assembled to kill humans yeah. and to combat Levi and the scouts, pretty much. This is some of the, uh, probably some of the black market stuff that we were, when they were talking earlier, I guess it was Marlo talking to some of the military police and they were selling weapons to the black market. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that... I guess, comes to mind. Right. So we then go to Capital Mitros, I guess is how you pronounce it. Yeah, we do. This is where Um, the confusion comes in. Yeah, it gets a little confusing here. Um, We see the king just sitting up in his throne. Not, you know, he's just got his head on his hand, not doing much. Wizard king. Yeah, we'll call him the wizard king. And he's got a council below him talking about how disappointing it is that Nothing came of Erwin, and they don't know where Aaron and Historia are. Um, they ask if the scouts got any info from Pastor Nick, and they realize what they know and what they don't know doesn't matter. It's what they tried to learn, and they need to deal with that immediately. So they, we obviously can see here that the king, his council, 
does not like that the scouts are kind of learning more and more about the truth. Right. Every now and then we see this just group of, you know, unnamed guys. We don't know the name of any of them. As far as I know, you know, the only thing we need to be aware of is that their sole purpose is just to keep the secrets of the Titans slash walls hidden yeah. at any cost. So, Yeah, and it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, you have the king up in his throne and he's never once said a single word. Yeah, um, he's, uh, he's napping. Yeah. Or on the verge of one. And right as they're saying that, though, a message from Lord Rice arrives saying that they have captured Aaron and Historia. Um, and they're like, cool, he's already made a move. We don't even have to take any action anymore. So we then head over. Erwin is with the military police, Captain Nile. Erwin asks if they can trust the government with the future of humanity or not. And... Niall is kind of like Erwin. What are you planning here? Um, he can just tell some Erwin's going for another one of his gambles. Erwin's a gambling man, okay? Okay, then we cut over, back over. This is where, the, this episode, there's a lot of cutting back and forth between these scenes. Like you said, it's kind of confused. Not only is it confusing political-wise, but it's just all kind of all over the place. There, there's a lot of things happening at once here. You look like you want to say something. You look like you want me to say something because you're dying out here. <laughs> that look, no, that look you gave me is, did I miss something important? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I just looked like you were saying that I did. Okay, so we cut over to Armin puking and crying. Um, oh, how unprofessional. Don't even check your phone, guys. It's it's me. What a cow. Ronnie. Wow. Jeez, dude. Oh. oh, man. I thought this was going to be a good podcasting sesh. Jeez. But Sorry, I'm just so popular. I probably never put, I probably never put my phone on once, and in uh, this many episodes, this is the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, and I saw the title of it was Granny. So your Granny's texting you, congrats. Yeah, she's making um, some cookies. I'm supposed to. Does your mom want to come? She's um, no, there. she's she can just shut the fuck up and sit Whoa. there quietly. Huh? What? She didn't even flinch when you said that. Yeah, because she's used to it. And she should be. Okay. All right. All right, back to the episode. No more distractions. What is defects for parents? Doesn't exist. So we have Armin puking and crying because the previous gunshot that we heard was actually him popping a cap in that bitch's head. Let's go, Boy, Armin. Armin. This is not the same Arlert, people. No. He is all about it. He is a Arlen. changed man. Let's go. He just blew her brains out right go. before she could hit Jean, you know? That's, and, it, you know, it kind of flashes back to that and shows them uh, Levi and Mikasa saving them off the wagon because more of Kenny's squad was coming, and then the wagon goes through. What looks to be like kind of a gated area, not a gated area, but just a narrow like tunnel thing. Yeah, they can't catch up to it. We know I love to be hard on Sasha. I I would argue most of the time it's justified, but if there is one thing I do, I keep it real. So it wouldn't be fair if I didn't give her credit for swooping in and saving Armin from the other gunshots after he made the play. Good job, Sasha. Yeah, what I like about Sasha is. And this is like one of the most positive things I'll say about her. She seemed, she tries to act all scared and timid and stuff, but when it comes down to it, just like saving that little girl, she's actually pretty brave and does some pretty bold stuff. So she does cut the hate. That's what I'm trying to say. We'll just see how long it takes her to ruin something by 
wanting food. We'll just see how far <laughs> she's really come. So it, it goes over, and uh, it's now nighttime with Levi and Squad sitting in a circle. Great campfire. Yeah, it's just a little... If anyone's campfire. keeping a list, love dart guns, love campfires. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you love about this episode? Well, we'll just keep going through the episode. I'll let you know. Okay. Armin talks to Jean about um, the kill, and they realize that he was only saved because the girl actually hesitated too, which kind of just makes Armin even more depressed because he killed Yeah. Him. Um, if you think just because Armin has killed someone now, his brain stopped going beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. It has not. It has not. He's, uh, he even mentions that this girl was probably more human than he is. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, you know, Chaz done a pretty good job. These, uh, the, he, he got through a couple page turns, and they were quiet enough I let him slide, but he just really <laughs> aggressively grabbed the notebook there, so I had to hit him with a page turn. All right, well, but yeah, Armin, you know, Armin is always talking about abandoning your hum- humanity, um, telling Aaron that and all that bullshit. He finally does it, and now he's like, wow, I'm sure she was way more human than I was, and I just killed her. So he's he's second-guessing what he's always said from the beginning, which is understandable because this is his first human kill. Right. But, you know, Levi tells it like it is, and he says, that's why Jean is still alive is because of you, and I thank you for getting your hands bloody. Oh, yeah, not just that. I mean, this, you're being... You're saying it like uh, Levi's too kind. This was the thing back in season one. I felt like we haven't had one of these in a while. These are one of just the great pep talks that you get through the show. (laughs) For example, Levi says, Your hands are now soaked in blood. The person you once were is now gone. (laughs) And Armin goes, Okay, Captain. But then he ends it off with, that's why Jean is still alive. Like he, uh, in the end, he brings it's, it back together. It actually, he brings it back. It's a good pep talk. And I mean, he's totally right. He just was a little extreme there. But it seems to work. Anytime he's extreme like that, it always seems to get through people's head. It's, you know, Levi keeps it real and everyone knows that, so they buy in. You know, and, and then, uh, too, Jean, he's. What's crazy is he didn't even kill a human, but he's having the toughest time with this. And. But he admits he even admits that he was wrong in not killing her and that he probably should have, have done it quicker. And Levi then goes, who said, he's like, I never said you were wrong. Um, I don't know what's right or wrong, and I don't think anybody does. So Levi, the thing with Levi is he's just such a badass. That statement right there is, is what he told Aaron in season one about being right or wrong. You done there? I'm looking for feedback for our podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Because we're getting we're getting near the end. Wow, Granny, um, sugar cookies. Yes, seven of them. Jeez, well, you just seven like of them for me. Chad would like real, two. Real professional podcast. Sounds like you're really secure in your notes. There, you're like, oh, he, he, he's grabbing his phone. Like, yeah. No, I we got so many. So we so many emails. Bro. I'm. Uh, I was just, talking about how cool Levi was and was bringing back other memories and you're just ignoring it so i'm gonna move on from that yep. sorry levi please do let's uh move on in my awesome notes that i've taken that i will read real quickly so i can find where i'm at because i got distracted by ronnie mm-hmm. yeah you know 
You do notes like most people do in 2020. You can kind of scroll down and cut but, off the parts that you already have, but you got a notebook, so you just look. Yes. And it's I a page full one. of words, and you can get really jumbled up in there. So a you page know. full of words. That's I love that saying. All right, so they now have a prisoner though. They're sitting in this campfire, and we see old man Reeves tied up in the corner. Hey, it's that old slime ball from season yeah. one. Remember him? That fuck boy that Mikasa almost <laughs> sliced up. Yeah. Levi squeezes info out of him. He's about to torture the shit out of squeezes. him. <laughs> squeezes it out of him. Uh, to try and find the location of Aaron and Historia. Is Hysteria. he a <laughs> Hey, man. Him and Hanji love to squeeze people's <laughs> fingers off, let me tell you. And fingernails. But then we go over to Hanji and Moblet, who join in with Erwin who is still just, I guess, in his little hospital room, whatever you'd call it. Right. Um, she explains the situation to him about Aaron and Historia being taken. And she tells him that the note that I almost forgot about, but Aaron gave her that note because he remembered Bert and Ymir's conversation and says that if they don't rescue him quickly, he'll be eaten. Which is just kind of a weird sentence. He'll be eaten? Like what? Are they just going to eat us human or... Yeah. Like, I get it. Good question. I get it, but, like, if you were just to tell that to somebody in a normal sentence, right? Super weird. I'll just give us a second, guys. Um, It's just, you know, it's 5 p.m. at the time we start recording this on a Sunday afternoon, and Chaz has got to get his cold brew. Let him drink his cold cold brew. Extra espresso shot. Yeah. Yeah, he just spent $5 on that earlier today. 327, just give him a second to drink that, you know. Alright, so then, Reeves, our boy Reeves. Actually, he's not our boy, why am I even saying that? I don't like this guy. But Reeves tricks the military police to lure them uh, in. Uh, can we go back for a second? I think right, we, whatever. um, well, I just have really something important to say, I think. Okay. And you kind of skipped over it. Hanji was reporting to Erwin, and she got super intense, like she was into it. No. Are you saying you're going back to them in a second? Yeah. You but you, no, just keep going. Do you go back to them in a second? No, keep saying what you were saying. It's because you don't go back to them in a second, right? No, because keep saying what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, to say I'll go ahead and cover your ass again. What you're saying. Hanji got real emotional. She got super intense. And this is where I just really wanted to uh, butt in here. Uh, Moblet is a great guy. I sh- you said at one point you ship Hanji and Levi. I couldn't disagree more. I ship Moblin and Hanji. I feel bad for Moblet because I feel as if he is in the friend zone. But I'm staying, you know, I'm staying strong. I think it's gonna be one of those things where he's always there for her. She doesn't realize yes. it, and then down the road, it's she's finally gonna realize, and they're gonna make it happen. So. Okay, yeah, I, I foresee Moblet lasting a really long time in this show. Moblet, my boy, <laughs> just stay strong, brother. You Stay strong and alive, my buddy. You'll yeah. be with Hanji eventually. All right. <laughs> We're back at, oh, I do want to say this. I don't know if it was this scene or not. shipping segment. Hanji does lift her glasses up at one point, and I don't know if it's in, in this scene exactly. Mm-hmm. But she looked absolutely fire. Well, yeah, she when she looks fire, it's usually because of the glasses. So I don't know. But I think she looks better without them. And Hot it's just kind of okay. 
I just feel bad for Mava because I feel like Kanji probably wants to get intimate with a Titan before she even realizes yeah, that's, that's true. Moblet still a day one though. I'll always ride or die with Moblet, and you hated on him, and I won't forget that. So we go over, and Reeves tricks the military police into luring uh, them into Levi and the squad. And his son, this was kind of a random, um, his son, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but real quick, did you notice this one guy in the buggy when Reeves is up in the carriage? He's also, spoiler alert, he's also the guy that they torture here in a couple minutes. This guy, I think they say his name's like uh, Anis or something, something like that. Sonus. Sonus, I just forgot the S. Uh, this guy might look even worse than Captain Warryman. He straight up looks like he's carrying the plague, and that's before he starts getting tortured. I'm sure he might even look better while he's getting tortured. That's yeah, how I, bad this well, guy that's looks. yeah, that's actually my notes. I said he might be the only person who comes out of being tortured <laughs> looking better than when they went in. This guy looks terrible. Oh, and his name's Sonus. He's trying to be like Hannes so yeah. bad, it's unbelievable. But go ahead. What were you saying about Reeves' son? I was just saying Reeves' son is just. A fat shit like Reeves is. Well, no offense to fat people, Ronnie. I know it's a, you're it's, four foot, you know, you're four foot eleven, and it's kind of like the short pounds. jokes at this point. I'm just, what? it's kind of like the short jokes at this point. I'm just, you know, you want to take shots of my weight? That's fine. All right. <laughs> I'm, I didn't mean it like it makes you. Know, you hey, listen up here. Listen here, cold brew. Makes you the shitty person. Okay. I'm, That's how simple minded you are. I said cold brew, and you're like, oh, let me get a sip of my cold brew real quick. Uh. But Reeves' my, son. My only take about Reeves' son is he just doesn't even look like he belongs in this show. Something about him just looks really different than any other yeah. character that's... I completely agree. That's my, that's kind of what I was trying to get to, but you didn't let me finish. You started talking about Cold Brew. Well, you didn't talk about him in an actual character way. You just wanted to make fun of his weight. So, As if Reeves wasn't a hefty guy in the first <laughs> place, and it was so, so crazy that a merchant's son would be a little heavy. Okay, so we're back into it. They now have two military police prisoners, though, after capturing those guys. One of them's Sonus, and one of them's Ralph. Um, Hanji just loves to torture him without asking any questions. Did you like that, how she just started going in to torture him without even asking a question first? Yeah, she, <laughs> she forgot the order of operations there. First, you gotta try. You know, you try yeah. to give the guy a chance, and then you torture. She, uh, yeah. Levi even, like, catches on. He's like, what are you doing? But it then goes back to Armin, and Armin is still having a tough time. He says, um, you know, we're actually criminals now, guys. Um, we're kind of, we're just as bad as they are, and we aren't good people anymore, is what he says. And he's kind of right, man. They're not really that good of people. They are, but they're not. He just blew someone's brains out. It's tough. I think Levi would dis. Well, no, Levi would probably agree. I don't know. It's just you know. I think one Levi of those... would agree, but then he would say this: who was actually good and who was actually bad. <coughs> he would say something along those lines. Is anybody actually good or bad in this show? Who knows? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Ronnie's choking on something. Probably one of the seven cookies that his granny made for him. Um, but. We then have the military police. So this guy is an interior squad guy, and his name, like you said, is Sonus. Um, he talks about, we're actually doing y'all a favor. We're keeping peace here. He talks about killing 
two parents that were trying to fly away in a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Wonder whose parents those could be. Yeah. He talks about killing a teacher for getting too close to the truth. Wonder whose dad that could be. Who knows? And then he talks about killing killing a mistress's mom uh, that's tied to the royal family. Wonder who that could be. Man. But he says he had to do that to keep it quiet and to, you know, keep order and peace around here, saying that he's really the good guy. And he even calls Hanji and Levi devils for what they're doing. Yeah, listen, this Sonus guy is very poetic. He is obviously a shitbag, but by the time he, like, I was, you know, at this point in the episode, I was very uh, caught up in the action, what was going on, that by the time he finished, I had to question myself. I I found myself almost cheering for him, like, oh, come on, guys, let him go. (laughs) And even Hanji's like, Levi says, let's take a break, and even Hanji's like, dang, he's kind of changed my mind. (laughs) He's making me feel bad for him. Yeah. And Um, then the loser fell for the oldest trick in the book. Dude, what an idiot. But... Here's the thing, him calling Levi and Hanji a devil, Hanji literally just went straight to the guy's fingernails trying to rip him off without asking a question. She kind of is a devil, and that's what turns me on to her. Well, but for anyway, me, it's the glasses. But... Well, no, because she has a scene, like I told you, where she takes glasses off and she looks good. <clears throat> and I was hoping you'd be watching that and you'd make a comment about it. Just, um, let's get to the end of this one. So yeah, they, he falls for the oldest trick in the book. Um... Hanji's holding up a script, making Ralph read from it, and tricking him into Is this thinking... guy's name really Ralph? Yeah, it's Ralph. Is it really? It's Sonus and Ralph, yeah. That's just great. It, I mean, yeah, that fits perfect. A guy like a guy with the name Ralph falls for something like this. I'll just say that. Well, I don't know if he fell for it as much as he had a knife in his back, but... Well, yeah, he's still falling for it. <laughs> Sonus is the one that's falling for it. Well, <laughs> Ralph still could have said, hey, they have a knife at my back. But he didn't because he's not, he's not brave enough. This guy doesn't have any balls. All I'm saying is if you're Sonus and they, the torturers leave the door open and then have this entire conversation right outside the door, you'd think, wait a second. Anyway, Sonus falls for it. He ends up telling them that the rice is actually the true royal family. And that sparks like something big because I don't know if you know this, Ronnie, but King Fritz is who's supposed to be the true royal family, the name Fritz. Mm-hmm. And now we know that he's not even really the royal family. Lord Rice and Historia are the true royal bloods. Wow. What we know. All right. So it's getting, you know, a little interesting. Um,. And then we flash over to Rod and Historia, Rod being Historia's dad, and they're together while Aaron is tied up in the corner watching him. <laughs> and the episode ends. End of episode, okay. So, it's just, uh, this well, is... Well, I, I take this back. I, I'm sorry, I forgot this little clip. There was a little clip right before that where, this is actually pretty important, but Kenny sneaks up on Old Man Reeves and slits his throat. <laughs> Well, that wasn't that important. I don't understand why you had to cut me off and go back for that. Or... Slits his throat, kills him, and says, Levi will, show, Levi will show up on his own. Levi Ackerman is that kind of guy. Okay, yeah. And says Levi's last name. You guys probably just erase that from your head. That's definitely not coming up again. Probably not that important. Hate that Chad went back and corrected himself. And, and now he feels accomplished, so he's just going to take a, a long sip from that cold brew. Uh. 
that uh iced, yeah iced is, americano with an extra espresso <clears throat> shot straight black yeah he has had it for two hours now it's got ice in it it's sweating all over the place it's gonna ruin our podcasting table but you know it's all right we're racking up in the dollars we can just it's, buy a new uh one. it's 55 degrees outside but more power to him um so yeah this i mean it feels like a completely different attack on titan you know when's the last time we even saw titan this is just... As they say, dude, attack on humans is yep. what they say. Uh, so, real quick, you know, because it's just by the nature of the podcast. These things are just going to keep getting longer, and we can't cut out our old segments. So let's, real quick, do a little bit of learn a little something okay. about Ronnie and Chad. Uh, for new listeners, and, you know, it's a pretty heady segment, so even returning listeners might still not grasp the whole thing of it. What is it, Chaz? I'll let you start it off, but basically we learn a little something about Ronnie and Chaz. Yeah, uh, all I asked for him to do was explain the segment, but he was panicking so much trying to think of what his learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad is that he had to get in there that he's going to no, let me I've start got it off. No, it written right here. Anyway, I'm, I'm going, you know, last time we did food thing, this time I'm going most pointless superpower that I think of often, okay? Okay. I want to be able to use the perfect amount of sauce for anything that I do. As far as, you know, ketchup, buffalo sauce for certain things. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, putting your ketchup on the plate. And then at the end, you just have leftover. Or you have none. Yeah, or even worse, you got to go back for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, most pointless superpower that I actually, you know, truth be told, I don't think it's pointless. I think it would be very important, but I felt yeah. like if I didn't call it pointless, people might be like, oh, wow, that's what you're wishing for. So I like that one. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah, do you have one? Have you ever thought of something like this? I have not, but I just thought of one on the top okay. of my head because you mentioned it. Awesome. Being able, when it's dark, you're about to go to sleep, you're laying in bed, mm. to reach over and directly plug in your phone, the charger into your phone. On the first try. Yep. Very first try. Dark. You can't see anything. First try. It's in there. Yep. That's a good one because I was struggling with that just this uh, past evening. And it's one of those things where the lamp's right next to my bed. I could just roll over, turn it on, get it figured out in like three seconds. But I'm like, no, I almost got it. And then yeah. 30 seconds later, I'm still trying to figure it out. And then you're then you're using your finger to feel where the hole is. And you're trying mm-hmm. to line that up with the charger. And... At some point, you drop the charger, and then you gotta like lean off the side yep. of your bed trying to pick the charger up. It's oh, that's then, a good one. And then too, or just plugging anything to the outlet. Like I have problems with that at night where I can't put it in the outlet. But mm-hmm. If I could get it first try, yeah, I'd rather have that than be able to fly. Forty minutes of podcasting—that was the most uh, useful thing that you gave us. So good work by you. Wow. Um. So that was well, the shittiest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Another. Uh, Another, does your mom want to step in here and tell us what no, she... No, I'm genuinely a little hurt by that. About what I said? Yeah. Okay. I thought me talking about Hanji with her glasses off being super sexy was the most insightful thing I said, but I guess not. No, it really didn't mean anything. Uh, this was another um, you know, episode. I won't call it a good episode. This was just another episode of our podcast. You can decide if it was good or not for yourself. Uh, send feedback to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Maybe let us know what your favorite pointless superpower is that's not actually pointless, it's actually super important. And um, 
I did pull up some feedback, even though you ridiculed me for it. You know, Paris was sending us some stuff about... Um, you texted Granny? Some nobility. Uh, will you let go of my poor, poor Granny? She's just... She just wants to keep me well fed. Okay. Jeez. He was right to think that we were a little bit confused about the uh, the nobility and all that stuff. And while we were, at the same time, I think we're just trying to be tiptoe around it to make sure that we don't miss anything. As well for our podcast listeners who might be a little confused. But then he also brought up if we have a Twitter or a uh, or the YouTube. He couldn't find the YouTube. As far as the YouTube goes, I don't really understand why he wasn't able to find it. I think YouTube's trying to screw us over. The one thing I will say is the channel is The Podcast Chronicles. So if you're looking for it under The AOT Chronicles, even though that should be in the title of the episodes, that might be why he wasn't able to find it. Because, you know, we're looking big term here, Chaz. Yeah. It's a corporation of the podcast chronicles. There's no telling how many podcasts we're going to have within the oh, year. I, I can't wait to get feedback on what other shows we should do. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. And then uh, as far as the Twitter goes, it's at Podcast Chronic. That can be found in the description. Um, and you just do, personally, let me just say, a yeah, very Ron, terrible Ronnie, job. Of- Ronnie is in control of the Twitter, as you just said. Um yeah, he doesn't do that great. He doesn't keep up with it too often. It's a little disappointing. You're supposed to I, be from now on. I will take control of it. Okay, even though you've been in control of it the whole time. Well, you're trying to be. You're supposed to be spreading the word about the podcast. Get us listeners. Okay. As far, let me just go through real quick because you know this episode's going on too long. As far as I know, what you've done on our Twitter so far is every now and then when I post an episode. You tell people that it's out, even though I think we have, upon last viewing, um, maybe five followers. Um, one person tweeted something that wasn't even about Attack on Titan, and for some reason you bombarded the per- person by saying, oh, you think that's cool, you should check out this podcast. I think you really frightened that person and thought you were a bot, because he was like, I didn't even say anything about Attack on Titan, why would I listen to this podcast? <laughs> so you got us blocked by that account. And then um, the last time I was on there and looked at it, someone said, what was the first anime you've ever saw? And this was actually the best thing you've done on Twitter. You responded to SpongeBob SquarePants, which actually didn't make me giggle. So good work on you by there. Anyway, this has gone on too long. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.